You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So welcome everybody to the CCB GTT weekly presentation call. Today is Wednesday, April the 14th, 2021. Over the past few months, we have had several calls that talk about various social media platforms. We did have a call about Facebook, one about Instagram, one about LinkedIn, and YouTube, which isn't really a social media, but a little bit. But one of the other major platforms, social media platforms that a lot of people use is Twitter. So Wayne Antle is going to talk to us about Twitter. He is a Twitter user. He enjoys Twitter. He's going to tell us the basics of Twitter. So thank you, Wayne, again, for presenting for us. Wayne's presented for us a few times now on the Mac, if you want to look back at the, the podcast recordings. And I think there was another one too, Wayne. I can't uh, remember. Yeah, I think, oh, there was one on book reading apps, I think. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So welcome, Wayne, and thank you for talking to us about Twitter today. Okay, thanks, Kim. Um, as Kim said, I am a Twitter user. I'm not really a power user. I'm not a heavy tweeter, but I do use Twitter uh, every day, and it's actually my favorite uh social networking app and uh, I use it way more than I use for example Facebook uh, and I don't use the other ones uh, Instagram and Snapchat and I don't even know what some of those uh, even are um, so Twitter is is an is a, a social networking uh, site I guess you'd call that that I find really useful and what I find it useful for mainly is uh, news and and following people and news sites and uh, also certain uh, blind technology sites. So I'll just explain a little bit what it is first. Twitter, I guess, is almost like a micro blogging site. Uh, when you uh, when you when you uh, sign into Twitter, and actually you don't even have to have an account. You can, you can search Twitter and read uh, posts by, uh, oh, millions of people. You, you can search for, for example, you could search for CTV News and read all the posts by CTV News. You could search CBC News, Ottawa Citizen. Uh, you could search uh, Mosin at Large if you listen to his podcast or any number of podcasts. Double Tap Canada. Almost everybody that has a podcast or um, a news site has a Twitter site. You can also search and and read uh, tweets by your favorite journalist, uh, politician, musician, uh, really anything. It's it's a, a it's it's an amazing site with the amount of content that's on it. Uh, but you really get the full benefit if you sign up and become a member of Twitter. And signing up is really easy if you don't already have a Twitter account. 
you just go to the website, which is twitter.com, that's T-W-I-T-T-E-R.com, and create an account. And basically, I think it's been so long since I, because I've, I've been a member since 2014, but I believe all they ask for is you have to pick a username, uh, a password, and a phone number or email that they can verify. And once once you become a member, then you can tweet. Now, I'll just go over a few of the, I guess, terminology. So when you post to Twitter, you're, you're said to be tweeting. I'm just going to go through my notes. Are you? So when you, when you type something, you basically, it's called a tweet, and you post it. And anybody can read that. Uh, it's it's put on your timeline or on your wall. There's different terminologies for it, but they're the same thing. But anybody uh, anybody will re can read it, and if somebody's following you, it will pop up in their timeline, and they'll be aware that you uh, that you tweet it. Now, previously, a tweet was limited to 140 characters, so it was a really short statement. And they've increased that now, I believe, to 280 characters. So, you know, you're not looking at a long, um, uh, a long document. It's a very short, succinct statement. Uh, but what the power of a tweet is that you can embed uh, images in the tweet, which is not much good to you if you're, if you're uh, totally blind. But you can embed links in a tweet. And that's where I find the power. Um, for instance, I will follow uh, a bunch of news sites. So um, every morning uh, at a certain time, I know CTV will post the update on COVID in Ottawa. CTV Ottawa will. So they'll have a short tweet just saying, here's the latest COVID information for Ottawa, and there'll be a link. So I click on that link, and then I'm taken to the article which is not limited, of course, by the 280 words. And I can read about that. Um, if something happens, a big, a big news story, um, you'll find out about it on Twitter. If you go on and check Twitter, uh, you'll find out, uh, you know, right away if you're following uh, those news sites. So for me, that's how I use Twitter. Um, I. <clears throat> I've signed up for an account and I follow, I think I follow 66 right now, as of now, 66 uh, um, members. And for me, this includes uh, all the major news sites in Ottawa, CTV Ottawa, Ottawa Citizen, CBC Ottawa. I follow, because I'm from Newfoundland, I follow a few Newfoundland news sites. I follow... Uh, the Telegram in St. John's. I follow a few journalists that I like, uh, like John Michael McGraw. Um, I follow also a bunch of uh, uh, blind tweeters, blind technology uh, users. And uh, for example, Double Tap Canada, um, Mosin at Large. I'm just trying to go from memory now. Uh, and I, I'm interested in music, so I follow Rolling Stone. A magazine, um, and or a bunch others. So, so what happens? What I mean by following them, when you're a member of Twitter, 
Uh, you can search if you, you know, depending on your interests, you can search for a particular member. And if you say, oh, I'd like to be alerted uh, when they tweet, you just hit follow. And then whenever they tweet, it will pop up on your timeline. So when you go into your timeline, uh, which is what when you open Twitter, uh, and I'll talk about the different ways of accessing Twitter in a little bit. When you open Twitter, um, your tweets are sorted from the um, from the most recent, or you can make them sorted this way. Sometimes you might have to go in and, and adjust it a bit, but I like them sorted from the most recent on down. And they're never deleted. Like when I open my timeline, there's about 1,200 tweets on it. Um, but they go from most recent to earliest. So, you know, you may miss some tweets, but if something big is happening, you can uh, you can just start reading the tweets. They'll, you'll be alerted. They'll be on your timeline because you're following these people. And to me, that's the power of Twitter. And that's how I use it mainly, as I will go on several times a day and just <clears throat> start reading the tweets from the earliest, from the most recent down. If you, uh, because you get so many tweets from some, some uh, groups, if for example, you said you were uh, looking down your tweets and you saw, I don't know, CBC Ottawa, and you think, I'd like to see what else they tweeted today. You can just select that, select CBC Ottawa from your timeline and then look at the tweets they tweeted that day. So you're basically filtering it. So you're only seeing their tweets. And then when you're done, you close that and you're back to your timeline again. So it's <clears throat> it's just like a list of anything these members want to tell you, uh, you will, or want to post, you'll be alerted. Now, and let me just make sure I'm covering. Uh... Now, I talked a little bit about following. So the, the real power, as I said, is, is to follow the people or members that you want to follow. But you may also amass your own followers. Uh, you know, if you, want, um, if you want to have more of an impact, of course, the more followers you have, the better. Now, I mean, I don't have a lot of followers, but somebody like, um, Barack Obama has millions of followers. So obviously, if he tweets something, it's instantly reaching millions of people. So the other side of Twitter is you may have people following you. And uh, and they may pick up um, on something you post that decide they want to follow you. And you'll get an alert whenever whenever you're being followed. So that just means that if you post something, it's going to appear in their timeline. Um, <clears throat> another thing with Twitter is you can retweet. So if you get a tweet and you like it and you want to make sure your followers uh, read it too, you just retweet it. So in other words, you will post that tweet to your timeline and that's called a retweet. And you can even put a comment before you retweet. Um, the other thing that can that can be confusing for some Twitter users are things called mentions. So if somebody 
mentions you in a tweet, you'll be notified. And they will, if, if I want to, for example, if I was posting something um, that, for instance, I, I just retweeted, I had an article published in the Ottawa Citizen about e-scooters and I retweeted it, but then I tweeted it with, in the tweet, I put a couple of usernames first. Uh, like it, it might be, uh, there's always the at symbol before the name. So I put a couple of city councillors and a couple of the news sites in Ottawa in my tweet. So I retweeted the article, but in my tweet, I put, for example, uh, CTV Ottawa, Ottawa Morning. So on their timeline, if they're watching, they'll get an alert that somebody mentioned them in a tweet. And the idea for doing that is to alert them in case they want to follow up or if they want to retweet themselves uh, your article. So it's almost, pardon the bad pun, but it's almost like a virus, <laughs> not a good analogy now, but it can spread exponentially. If you, if you happen to hit on a topic that's of interest to people, you retweet it, then somebody picks it up, they retweet it, and you've got exponential growth. And that's one way Twitter uh, can actually influence uh, what issues are hot. The other thing with Twitter when you're tweeting is there's a thing you might have heard of hashtags. That's the number sign. And this is a great way if you want to generate interest in something. Somebody will may make up a hashtag. Uh, for instance, um, I'll just say, let's say I wanted to uh, have a bunch of tweets, uh, Ottawa Accessibility. I could put in hashtag Ottawa Accessibility and then tweet. And if somebody else likes that, they could answer or put something and use the same hashtag, Ottawa Accessibility, and post something. And if it catches on, then uh, other people will use that hashtag. And all of a sudden, if you want to read everything about Ottawa Accessibility, you just search hashtag Ottawa Accessibility. And everybody that posted that may put that phrase in their tweet, you'll pick up on. So um, you'll you'll hear sometimes some uh, some podcasts, some uh, news sites will say, "We'd like your comments. Please send it hashtag this." So if you put the hashtag and then your comment, they'll be monitoring that that phrase, any tweet that has that hashtag, and then they can. Uh, <clears throat> then they can look at your comments coming in. Uh, and I, I'm doing this at sort of at a fast pace so that we can ask questions after. Um, so that's that's the main features of Twitter. You have tweets, you have retweets, you have mentions and hashtags. The other thing is sometimes, and it's up to the member to allow this, you can do what's called a DM, a direct message. And if the member allows it, you can send them a message that won't appear on a timeline. It's almost like an email or like Messenger and Facebook. Only they will get it. But only uh, only some members, they, they can block this. Some, like for example, I don't think uh, the news sites will allow you to DM them. They, they block that. So, uh, but that's just another thing. If you hear somebody talking about a DM in Twitter, it's a direct message. 
Um, how do you access Twitter? Uh, there's lots of ways. The first one I mentioned <clears throat> is twitter.com, the website. And actually, in preparing for this uh, session, I, I never used the website, but I decided to try it. And I was really impressed with it. Uh, if you go into twitter.com, and I'm using it on a Mac, but I would imagine it works the same way on a PC. Uh, if you go into the website, the very first thing on the page is tells you to press question mark for shortcut keys. So if you press the question mark on your uh, on your computer, you'll get a, <clears throat> a window that, that will open and give you all the shortcut keys. And these are really good, like uh, stuff like J, go to next tweet, K, go to previous tweet, press G and H, and you'll go to home. And actually, there's a, there, I, I can't even remember all of them, but any time you want to look at them, you press the question mark key and they'll pop up. So when you're on the website and you go to home where your timeline will be, you can just start reading your tweets by pressing J and you'll, it'll, you know, it'll go next street. And if you want to go backwards, press K. And uh, there's, a, you know, the keys to retweet, to, uh, to send a tweet, to compose a tweet, they're all shortcut keys. And they work really well on, on my Mac. I was, I was really impressed with the website actually in the, you know, about 20 minutes or half hour I was uh, playing around with it. Um, another way to access Twitter as if you're using a, an iPhone uh, is the there's a Twitter app, the native Twitter app, which actually works very well. And there's Twitterific, which is the one I use uh, mainly. And uh, they both, uh, you have them when you first get them, you link them to your account. So you have to sign into your account, but it stays signed in. And, and with these apps, um, you can look at, read your timeline. You can send tweets. You can retweet. Uh, you can activate links in tweets. And I'm not going to, because everyone's a little bit different, I'll wait if somebody has questions about these. I won't go through all these apps right now. Uh, but Twitter and Twitterific are two very good apps for the iPhone. Um, I use a Mac, and on the Mac, I use a program called Night Owl. And it used to be called, uh, Yuri, I can't even say it, but anyway, it's Night Owl now. And uh, it's a really good Twitter uh, app. You can download it uh, for your Mac, and you link that to your Twitter account. and. It, when you open it, it, your tweets, your timeline uh, comes up in, in a table and you can just arrow down through the table and read the tweets. Um, on the PC, <coughs> there used to be um, an app called The Cube, but that was discontinued. That's what I used when I was using a PC. I think there's one called Chicken Nugget. And I really don't know anything about that. So if somebody on the call is using that and wants to give some information, that would be, uh, that would be great. But as I said, the website, twitter.com, was surprisingly uh, accessible. So um, that's just a really brief overview of Twitter. Once you start using it, I think, um, you know, uh, you can find it. I find it really useful. 
Um, you know, because as I said, I can stay up to date on all current issues uh, with the people I'm following, whether it's a news site, a music site, politics, or a, or a blind technology user site. Uh, you know, once you uh, uh, once you follow, you can really stay up to date and even post. You can mention them in a tweet and uh, start a conversation going. And and uh, uh, so so that's that's really at forty thousand feet, sort of a uh, an explanation of why you might want to use Twitter. And uh, I will stop there and open it up to questions and you know whatever people want to dive into more we can hi um thank you that was really helpful to understand it because i i didn't understand anything about twitter before today um the one question i have is who owns quit twitter and how is our information used is it gathered and then dumped in the FBI files so they can come knocking on, you know, Angelo's door? What, what, how are we protected or are we protected when we use it? Thank you. I'm, I'm no expert on this, but uh, I don't, uh, they do, it, it is a private corporation and it's listed in the United States. Um, so it, it is a private uh, corporation, same as Facebook is. And you know, I think there are privacy concerns because they, they do monitor Twitter. I mean, as you know, it's no, I mean, in the news, uh, you know, they can block people. I mean, they block Donald Trump uh, from using Twitter uh, because Twitter is a powerful tool. Uh, it can be used, you know, it can be used for, for good, but it can also be, be used to promote uh, ideas that we really don't want to promote. And you know, the platform has taken some heat, as has Facebook, over uh, not, uh, not properly dealing with members that, that spread hate, for instance, on, on, the web, on Twitter. So I'm no expert on security, but I think you have to go in knowing that, uh, you know, there's, there's always a risk with these sites, uh, you know, when you... When you uh, when you when you join up, um, like I noticed, for instance, when I when I went into the Twitter app, it asked me if I wanted to have ads uh, specific to what I'm following, or and I said no. So obviously, they can track to target ads uh, towards you. Now there is a lot of control in settings, but you know uh, I would be. I think we you know. I think any of these social media sites, there is an issue with uh, uh, balancing privacy against uh, getting the information. Like, like I said, I'm mainly, I would call myself a Twitter lurker. I go and read a lot of tweets because uh, mainly from, from news sites and stuff. And I find that really, really helpful. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. The, one of the journalists I follow is John Michael McGraw. And every day at around 10, 15, 10, 30, he posts in four or five tweets all the COVID numbers for Ontario uh, without any comment, just here's the numbers. He'll give you the, uh, each tweet, like first one will tell you, um, 
you know, how many cases Ontario had, how many are in hospital, what the change was, how many vaccines Ontario gave yesterday. So he goes into the provincial site, pulls off all these numbers and just posts them in tweets. And because these sites are not accessible. I, I've tried going into some of the Ontario sites and I find them a nightmare to use. But with these four or five tweets, I can follow you know, you're cutting through all the hype and you're just getting the numbers. And he does that every day at around uh, uh, before 10.30. So that's an example of how I would use Twitter just to get information and I follow him. And that's that's a good point. Then it's uncluttered, right, Wayne? Like you just you just flick to the next one and it's uncluttered and you just read that thing. And you don't yeah, he doesn't learn. even put it in a link. I don't have to open a link. Each tweet... Uh, says like here's the latest numbers for hospitalizations and ICU and he'll list them and in brackets he'll have the change and uh, so it's, it's, it's accessible and you get the information you want without having to pile through a bunch of tables thanks uh, Wayne that was a great presentation man um, I'd like to ask uh, what's the difference between Twitter and Twitterific uh, what benefits and uh, pros and cons I guess for me, I, I mainly use Twitterific, but I've started trying Twitter. And Twitter to me is just a little bit more cluttered. Like I, I had a little bit of trouble in the beginning. It, it had home and then it says see tweets from latest to earliest. And I had to click on that. And when I went back, my tweets were organized. Um, and I find with Twitter, uh, embedded in the tweets seems to be these ads, like promotions. They come across like tweets, but Twitter Epic seems to filter them out. There's an ad at the top or when I'm swiping, but I don't have ads piling up in the middle of the tweets. I mean, they're both very usable, but uh, I just find Twitter Epic gives me a cleaner experience. And there's a couple of little tricks. Now, maybe you can do these with Twitter and I don't know how, but for instance, if a tweet has a link in it, on Twitter, I think I have to open the tweet and then uh, open the link. But on Twitterific, if I flick down with with, uh, uh, with one finger, one of the options is the link. And I just double tap and the link will open. Uh, it doesn't even open actually in Safari. It opens in a web browser sort of link to Twitter. I can read it, then hit close, and I'm right back to where I stopped on that tweet. So I just find it a little bit easier to use, but they're both, they're both really usable. That's great. Thanks a lot. I think Twitterific is a paid app. I don't think it was very much, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Is that true? Do you remember? Um, When I got it, it was free, but I I can always, I can always, but it might be that I have it a long time, but Mm -hmm. it has ads in it. I think I got to pay to get rid of the ads, but, uh, I think now it could be changed because like I've had the app for four or five years. Yeah. So have I, so I don't know. I don't know. Camille, you're up Camille. Every morning I get an email from Twitter, but I'm not sure how the post come about because I am not following, for example, James Duffy from TSN yet. I get, tweets from him in my email why would that be wow that's strange yeah um 
The only thing I would suggest is you can go into the Twitter settings and look at your notification options. And you can change those. I, I had to change mine for, well, Twitter and Facebook. I was getting a ton of emails from Facebook. Um, but you can actually, they, there's a lot of flexibility uh, if you go into uh, settings, notifications. Um, you, you, sh you might want to look at what your different settings are and see why you're getting those emails. Like you could be getting emails as a suggestive person to follow, right? Because I'm not following. Maybe there's that. a way of turning that off, right? Yeah. Mm. Another question, if I may. Yeah. They keep, like I listen to AMI now with Dave Brown and they always go about, okay, what's trending on Twitter today? Like, what is that all about? Okay, you can go in to uh, Twitter. There's an explore on the app. It's, I think on the Twitter app, it's called explore and search. And I'm not sure I'm Twitterific. I think if you go into sidebar, one of the options is trending. And you'll look at the tweets that are getting the most comments, the most retweets, the most activity. And that's what's trending. And it can be worldwide. It can be Canada. And so if a, if a tweet is generating a lot of interest, that'll be a trending tweet. And so you there can, might be a lot of people retweeting it, a lot of people commenting on it. Can you set it so that you can, you only see what's trending in Canada or Saskatchewan? Yeah, or? I think you can, uh, yeah. but it's different depending on um, whether you're using the website. I, I haven't tried to filter it down too much. When I use the Twitter app, one of the headings is trending in Canada, and that's what I'll look over. I'll just go below that heading and look at the tweets. Okay. But you Thanks. can actually, uh, and I, I have to look up how to, you can actually really filter it down to like what's trending in Ottawa, for instance. Oh, so I could go down yeah. to Regina if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. There is a, uh, I don't know exactly, I haven't tried it on Twitterific, but it is doable. I'd have to play okay. around with it a bit too. And it's certainly doable on the website, twitter.com. Um, I can see why this is mainly used for uh, information gathering or following what's news. My question is, is there a place on, on the Twitter app that you go into and say news and you type in, instead of saying CBC News, you just type in news, but it give you a list of global news, CTV News, um, CNN. Like... Um, I'm not sure you might be able to, like, if you do a search and search news, I think you'll get such a big, long list that it might be difficult to uh, to sort of go down and find what you want. Right. Uh, so when I, when I started searching, I, I sort of thought, well, what news sites do I want to follow? And I just typed CTV News, and I thought, okay, I'd like to follow that. And I, I hit follow. And and even within those news sites, there's a lot of subcategories, right? Like if you go CBC News, then you might uh, also be able to follow, for instance, Rosie Barton or any other journalists, right? Um, or any of the columnists. Like if you go into Ottawa Citizen, you can actually even follow certain columnists if you like. But uh, there's just millions, right? So, but I do like following the main news sites. And if I like a particular journalist, I'll follow them. But I find it's easier just to type in, make it a little bit specific so I don't, I'm not left with a big long uh, list. Another thing you can do, um, 
and you can do the website for this, is if you're following a bunch of news sites, um, for instance, you can create lists and group your followers under these lists. And I have a list called news. And if I just want to see news, I can go to that list. And in that list is CBC News, CTV, all the news sites. So I'm not going to get the blind technology users or music or politics. I'm just getting news. But if I want to look at my music sites, I'll go to that list. And I have the people I follow in that list. And I'll use that sometimes. But I, I generally find that 90% of the tweets are from the news sites anyway, because they're constantly tweeting. So I'll just open my timeline and start scrolling down and, uh, and reading. And I guess the other way to find something of like that, if you looked at the trending now, uh, you might find things you would never think to follow, right? Like that are popular. Oh, definitely. And there's even suggestions. If you go into explore and search, they'll even suggest uh, sites to follow. And I'm sure like CBC and C and those sites would be suggested. Yeah, there's, well, there's lots of ways of finding followers of uh, people to follow. Right? So my last question is, I, I don't know when, but I signed up to follow like, news notifications um, before from their websites, I guess. So those notifications come in on my iPhone on notifications, right? Yeah, where, do you, they will. Where, where do you get Twitter? Do you have to open Twitter or is it in notifications? Um, what do you mean? Like if you have Twitter on your iPhone or Twitter, right. Epic, either, either one uh, or even the website, you can set notifications that when a tweet comes in from, somebody that you're following you want to be notified and that will pop up on your phone and on then the you just double tap it to go into the tweet but it's it's a notification from twitter that you've got a tweet from this person like I, I, do, you, I, do you have to open the app then to get there because it will show right up i think if you double tap the notification my guess is you'll be taken to the website maybe i'm not sure if there's a setting um or if you set up the notification in Twitterific, for instance, you'll probably, when you double tap the notification, you'll be taken to Twitterific and it will just open the uh, open the tweet. <laughs> it's where you set the notification off. Right. Um, I know people a few years ago, for example, you could follow OC Transpo when we were allowed to get out and get around. And um, you could be notified if... Uh, if there was change in uh, bus schedules, for instance, and it would pop up on your uh, on your phone, right? So, so the yeah, notifications can be a powerful tool to set up, uh, but they're they're uh, they can be set up through any of the apps and through the website, whatever your preference is. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Jerry, you're up. Hi, Wayne. Thanks for a great presentation. I just want to explore a little more of what you can do if you do not have an account and just want to use the twitter.com website. For example, I've tried, if I'm doing a Google search and I happen to get a hit on somebody tweeting about whatever I searched for, I thought, gee, it might be interesting to follow that hashtag or try and read some of the tweets. But as soon as I click on it, it pops up and wants my Twitter username. So I always give up and say, well, I'm not gonna 
create an account just to follow this. So I figure I, I've always assumed, I guess, that I can't do much of anything unless I have an account. If you don't have an account, you can read the tweets. Like if you find them, uh, you can go on and, and search and read tweets by, by uh, a member or by a, a Twitter user. But you can't really do anything else. You can't follow them. You can't tweet. You can't retweet. Uh, you're really limited. It's just basically uh, if you happen to find the tweet, you can read it, and that's it. So you can't follow the person. Okay. Could you, really you have to have an account to do any of that? And uh, now, like I said, the account is fairly easy to set up, and then it gives you a lot more control over over uh, you know, what you can, what you can do, you can start following people and then you don't need to be searching them out. Okay. Do you know if you could read a hashtag uh, by when, when you don't have an account, could you search on uh, the hashtag? I think you can. My understanding is you can, and it's hard for me to do it now because whenever I open Twitter on my computer, it signs me in automatically. Um, my understanding is without an account, you can read. So you can search and read uh, like a hashtag. If you want all the tweets on a certain hashtag, I think you can search that out and read them, but that's all you can do. You can't, uh, like I said, you can't follow, you can't comment. Um, but um, I can, I will try that and just see, I'll see if I can uh, log out and try. But what I read about Twitter is that you can, uh, you can search and read tweets, but that's all you can do without an account. Okay, well that's- So as soon as you try to follow somebody, you'll be prompted to uh, create an account, log in or create an account. Hey guys, just to add, um, on Twitterific, it's one ninety nine every month to, Remove the ads. Uh, thirteen ninety nine per month. Uh, sorry, per year to have the ads removed, and uh, forty dollars for all time to have the ads removed. That's that's okay. Great presentation, Wayne. Uh, very very helpful. Um, I'm sort of a moderate user myself. Um, in regards to the advertisements, yeah, that's one of the differences between the Twitter app and the Twitterific. Is with Twitter, you do get a lot of ads interspersed and you get a lot of people you may want to follow recommendations interspersed soon yes. too. So as you, you know, as you move through your timeline, uh, it can be a little bit confusing. And then they even toss in in case you might've missed. So it, it gets a bit confusing. So I think that probably would be a good idea to, uh, I'm going to check out Twitterific. Uh, the comment I was going to make though, is the, you know, I, I view Twitter as almost being today's breaking radio station news. I, I mean, I'm finding more and more now um, that if, if something happens locally and you have a number of people locally that you follow, you're probably going to hear about the whatever it is on Twitter before you even would on local media. Um, the, the, the radio outlets in some of the cities are, are no longer staffing newsrooms all evening or all weekend. And, you know, we like, we might have a little, uh, I don't know, some, some sort of incident, weather incident or something. And I, I find immediately it's on Twitter. Somebody's talking about it on Twitter before they might even 
on other media sources. So it's, it's really is something I think you really want to plug into if, if you're at all interested in, in breaking news and a news junkie like I am. I think it's, you, you, saw, you almost sort of need to be there in this day and age. I'll leave it at that. No, that, that is, I'm glad you mentioned that. that. That's exactly what you said is exactly the way I use it too. Like for instance, uh, I mean, there's something as if, if I'm out with, with my wife and we're going somewhere and you hear a lot of sirens or a lot of stuff, oh, I'm going to log into Twitter and see if there's something on the go. Because where, you, where I follow a number of local news sources, if there is something uh, on the go, it will be all over Twitter in the, in the top tweets. So you'll always, you're right, it's, it's, I like that analogy. It's, it's uh, like breaking news. And, and you'll find out, uh, out about it first just by following, opening Twitter if you're following a number of local news sources. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, I did use it during the Parliament Hill shooting because I was stuck somewhere far from, and I wondered if I could get home. And it was Twitter that seemed to have the, most up-to-date information as to whether the downtown core was closed and I could get a bus or, you know, so, and Wayne mentioned our local transit system. So some of you may also have transit systems that are um, connected and you can find out if buses are delayed or missing. Um, I don't know about airlines or other modes of transit, but I imagine they also would have it too. Oh, I think they do. Yeah, like if you're uh, <clears throat> any any big company or moderate sized company, I'm sure has a Twitter account, and uh, you know you they can. It, it's really their way of communicating, uh, like mass communication, and uh, so so that's why I mean I I think it's it's worth having uh, being plugged in to Twitter, and. Uh, you know, following, uh, you know, some key people so that you are aware of, uh, of, of what's going on. And, uh, you know, also I forgot to mention is even what, you know, when you go into, uh, web stories or you're, you're reading, uh, the news or reading anything that you're interested in, almost every, uh, every website will have a button where to, to uh, share it. Uh, on Twitter, like you can share on Facebook, share on Twitter. So uh, you can easily retweet a, a story right from the, uh, right from the webpage. Uh, so that, that's just another you know, way that, you know, it's, it's really a way of keeping us uh, connected and keeping us informed. And it's accessible for the most part, which is, I find really, uh, uh, really empowering. I never got much into the hashtags, but they are powerful. Like you said, Kim, if, if you uh, if you search a hashtag and then you just keep that timeline open, uh, you really do stay current. And like you said, a lot of meetings use that to stay to communicate, and and it's accessible and it's it's really helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess even if you don't use it, if some of your families are using it, maybe now you have a better understanding of um, what they say when they say DM me or yeah. hashtag something. 
Um, you hear hashtag something all the time. Like even on, on when you're watching the news, you say we like your comments and uh, hashtag this. So all you do, all that means is when you send a tweet, uh, you just push that hashtag either at the beginning or the end of the tweet. And I think it counts to your character count. Uh, so let's say it was hashtag, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Prince Philip, <laughs> Prince Philip in Ottawa. If they were looking for comments when he was here, they might say, send your comments to hashtag Prince Philip in Ottawa. So you'd, you'd send a tweet and you'd just, at the end of your comment, you just type in the number sign, Prince Philip in Ottawa. And if if CBC or CTV News was was one doing this poll or gathering these comments, they would be monitoring that. They'd see every tweet that had that hashtag in it. So then your comments, they could. Uh, it's a way for them uh, instead of using email just to gather all the comments on a particular topic. Camille, what about? fake news or you know they say don't believe everything you read on the internet is that an issue with twitter i think it's an issue with every social media site but that's why with twitter i follow reputable news sites um you know uh, as i said ctv cbc global news maybe uh so and and certain journalists so they are reputable so when they tweet something, you know, I can more or less believe it. Uh, and, but you like with anything, if, if somebody retweets something with a, you know, a, a news story embedded, you don't know where it came from. I mean, I'm skeptical of any of that. So you always, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, um, any of these sites, I think you have to remain skeptical because, um, Fake news tends to spread fast. And, you know, if, if uh, you see something trending and there's a lot of comments on a news story and you don't know where that news story came from, uh, what I would do then is, if it seems really fantastical, I would probably go in and, and look at the tweets of some like CBC Ottawa, CTV, CBC National, depending on the nature of the story, and see if they're mentioning it. And if there's nothing on those sites about that story, I would discount it. Now, what's stopping me from pretending to be a reporter from nothing, I guess, CTV or CBC? Uh, well, what, what happens with, you see, when, when you're reading a tweet, you see who it's from. That's, that's your username. Uh, will will show up in the tweet. So you can't, even if you were sending a tweet, I would see your username first. And so you can't really make out your reporter. Uh, you can yeah. act like, but I would know, well, this isn't from CTV or not from, let's say, J.M. McGraw. It's from somebody else, right? So, uh, and if, if I saw your username as tweeting and then you were acting like a reporter right away, I would say, <laughs> yeah. I don't believe this, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so your name always follow your tweet. Yeah, you yeah. you always see when you're going down over your timeline, you see the usernames of who's making the tweet. The username is first, I think, not following. Yes, it right? is. Yeah. The username yeah. is first. The username at, is first. Yeah. At username. 
It always begins with an act. I think it still does. Yeah. <clears throat> Next. Yeah. Good point, though, Camille. There's so much different types of news swirling around, and it's yeah. tough sometimes it, to it's figure. It's dangerous, out. actually. Like I've seen stories. Uh, Facebook, I think, is actually worse for it, to be honest. But I, I've seen stories. Uh, people will tell you something, and it's spreading so fast that. <laughs> You know, if you don't think about it too much, you might even get yourself worked up. I can't believe this is happening or they're doing this. And it turns out there's nothing to the story. It's fake, right? And you, you really, I, I think that's the biggest challenge. You really got to know the source of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. Yeah. I have a quick question. Go ahead, Petro. What is a hashtag? I'm sorry, I still don't understand. Oh, okay. A hashtag is the number sign. <clears throat> it's below the, I think it's below the three on the, or above the three on your keyboard. Let me just, does anybody, I'll just turn on my, uh, my keyboard help and I'll tell you where it is. One, two, three, you know. Yeah, it's above the three. So shift three is, um, Okay. Is the it's the number sign, and what all that means is that's a that signifies that there's a phrase after that symbol that um, people are monitoring to gather comments. Uh, so, uh, as I suggested, some some uh, if if uh, CTV Ottawa on their news in the evening were saying, uh, "What do you think of curfews in the?" in the city parks, that's an issue right now. They might say, send your uh, comments, include hashtag park curfew. So when you tweet to, uh, and if you tweet, like I think this is a great idea, after that you would, you would enter number sign park curfew, all one word, you can't, once you put a space in, it ends the hashtag, so you would put number sign P-A-R-K-C-U-R-F-E-W, if that's how you spell curfew. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, then CTV Ottawa would be monitoring, and any time that hashtag phrase appears, they'll see your comments. So they'll see all the comments coming in with that hashtag. So it's just a way of them collecting comments from, uh, from everybody. So all oh, it means okay. is you put that phrase right in your tweet. Usually, I think it can be at the end of the tweet. I think a lot of people put it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Petro. Anyone else got comments, more comments about Twitter? And, and like I said, if, if you're a heavy user, like I think Nolan, you might, Nolan might use it more. If, if there's anything, uh, feel free to add, because I'm, as I said, I'm a, um, you know, just a basic Twitter user. But I know you, there's more you can do with it, right? Yeah. Nolan, put his hand up. Hey, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say uh, thanks again for the presentation. No, I'm not a heavy user, actually, but this has been... Uh, this has been great to get me back into that because uh, I was telling Kim earlier, uh, 
people are saying to uh, follow uh, Ontario Public Health on Twitter because they're the uh, quickest way to find out about the uh, vaccine dis- distribution in uh, Ontario. So, yeah, that's a good um, point, Nolan, yeah. Great point that's- for your public health units or any kind of, yeah, there, there can be places in your community you want to follow yeah. for the most, most up-to-date information. I don't know, Corey, do you know, I mean, I know you haven't worked in radio stations for a while, but do you know, are, are people likely to tweet first now? Is this the first, uh, you were saying you, you get your news from there? Yeah. Well, I think especially in off hours, because a lot of like radio stations now, they'll subscribe to broadcast news in the evening. So that doesn't give them the flexibility to do local inserts. So some, you know, the newsroom will always be manned and they're more likely to uh, put something on Twitter, uh, you know, in the middle of a middle of an hour or a middle of a half hour. So, yeah, I I would say Twitter probably comes before on air in most cases these days. And do you think it would come before the other social media platforms too? Is it the one they reach oh, for for that quick? Absolutely, hundred percent. Twitter is where it's at. Way, way before. I mean, Facebook is old news. Email is old news. You know, you can still subscribe to get local news stories from radio stations and things. But I mean, no, Twitter is it, the immediacy of Twitter just can't be beat. I mean, it's just boom. It's just there, and because of the shortness of it, as as Wayne alluded to earlier. You know, there's there's not any big ramble ramble stories on there. It's just the facts, quick and dirty. And because of that, I think it's that's been a key to its success. And, and you know, the other big, like you said, it's quick and dirty. And then if you want more details, a lot of times there's an embedded link, and you can just open that and read Correct. the story. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I would imagine if you are a blind journalist of any kind, I think they all use it for for getting their, their stuff fast too. Like if you are working in those, those fields, um, it would be a way of getting that information. Yeah, but the other Anyone? side of it too is uh, that's news. And I think, like I said, that's 90% of my use for it. But sometimes so you might be interested in, in certain, uh, certain other things and you can follow them to get new, you know, updates on it too. For instance, like, audible uh you can follow them on twitter and you'll get notified of interesting books that are released or or comments um you know um certain tv stations or uh you know uh tv shows even if you're following something and you want to be alerted when there's a new season coming or so so it's really it's it's a limit by your imagination and your interest in what you want, you know, in, in terms of uh, how do you want to stay up to date um, on any particular item, whether it's news or just something you're interested in. If you're a sports fan, it's really good, too, because you get up to the moment sort of reaction from the beat writers of the various teams. Like we've had the Vancouver Canucks here. They've had the issue with COVID, but there's been a lot of comment back and forth that normally wouldn't make it on the air, but you're getting a lot of inside scoops and things and scores and all the rest of it. So for a sports fan, it's a bit of a must too, in my opinion. Oh, it is like, uh, uh, you know, I follow the, follow the Toronto Blue Jays or uh, for me, it's the Boston Bruins in hockey. I forgot to mention that. And, yeah, you get all the latest uh, news on the team. Like, uh, 
before you'll ever hear it on the news. Yeah. You mentioned music too. So I guess you could follow musicians and hear about when they're going to release something or if they're going to tour. If that oh, yeah, happens. definitely. Yeah, you can follow like uh, I follow a number of musicians and I follow like certain magazines like Rolling Stone magazine and uh, um, a couple of radio stations I like, like Underground Garage, and I can follow them and get up to date in fun. So they'll all like when I read my timeline, they're all mixed in uh, with the, you know, going from the most recent tweet. So I can quickly go down when I go into Twitter and like, you know, whip through like 50, 60 tweets and, you know, you're pretty well up to date. It's, uh, I find it indispensable, really. I just want to thank you, Wayne, so much. You always um, explain things so clearly and uh, concisely. So thank you for that. We're going to have you back soon to talk about Rogers Ignite TV so everyone can stay tuned for that presentation. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.com dot 